All right, so welcome to the podcast. Thank Hi. you for listening and watching. <laughs> Hi. Uh, on up, any dude? platform that you actually are doing. Obviously, those of you on YouTube who are watching, thank you for, for being here. Uh, we got Josh uh, on the podcast today. We got TJ. Hi. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Really, really appreciate TJ. it. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, we're going to go right into uh, what sometimes we've done this in the past, and we try to do this every time. Uh, lately, it's been later in the podcast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, answer some of your guys' uh, questions it's that fun. you have on the Facebook posts. Which, it. first and foremost, thank you for, so much for posting um, and allowing us to have some content to actually interact with you about, because uh, it's always a good time. Yeah. We always enjoy that. So, let's get straight into it. Uh, Josh, you want to take the first yeah, one? Yeah, I can't read very well, but I'll try. Uh, <laughs> Dwight Suter says, my students are doing an FT STEM program. That's awesome. Uh, as you know, the Ohio weather isn't our, uh, all that favorable. Uh, is there any chance of designing a very small and slow flying RC planes that could be flown in a typical school's gymnasium? Boom. Kaboom, excuse Okay. Dang. There's a really good solution to that. Um, I've actually flown the FT Scout in, uh, in gymnasiums, and it flew quite well and stuff. Flying on a two-cell boat, it'll let you're good. Also, it sounds goofy. Have your students make it a STEM project, make it a problem for them. Mm-hmm. Have them take the FT Flyer and an A-Motor and see Ooh. how big they can make the FT Flyer get before the aim motor won't fly it. But what they're going to find is it's darn near going to be full size. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so, so what I would say is is those two planes can, can fly in gymnasiums okay. quite well. Have them play with some different planes, change the scales, change the size, and uh, see what can make it happen. Nice. Um, there is on uh, RC groups a very slow-flying biplane. Um, okay. that I believe there's three plans for it. looks really, really goofy. Say, Look up super slow biplane. Okay. And uh, if you look at that, you can easily take study the plans, convert it to uh, our techniques. I bet you it'll be a winner for you. Yeah. And that's the nice thing is that some of, some of those minis uh, that we already have on yeah. our store can be decent oppor- opportunities for, for yeah. indoor yeah. flight. Yeah. Um, we've, obviously, we've done a couple different ones, but the in scout, general. The Scout, to me, with a 6.3 prop and a two-cell built light, you know, you can do wing overs, figure eights. The nutball, you can fly, you know, high alpha. But if you're yeah. looking to actually get the flying experience, truthfully, in a gymnasium, it's hard to beat the vapor. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's go, true. Go bigger, build light, and uh, have some fun with it. That's awesome. TJ, how are we going next? Sure. We got from Ryan Kubishin. I like it. Sounds close. Sounds close to me. Sounds close. <laughs> Will you ever feature the Flight Test Warehouse guys and gals on the podcast? Allison comes to mind since everything I get from you guys is packed by her. <laughs> nice. They, yeah, cool. they have those little punch things. We that, love yeah. that. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, you, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about there, um, down at the warehouse whenever, where everything gets shipped and packaged, uh, there are little stamps mm-hmm. with people's faces and their names on it. Uh, some of the faces look exactly like the people, and some of them do not. Some of them look like terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> Hence mine when I was back there today. Um, yes, it's very true. Um, but yes, that's awesome that you got stuff from Allison. She, she does yeah. a great job down there. Um, actually, I have no issue with yeah. uh, bringing uh, the warehouse people, guys or gals, uh, up here to, to be on a podcast. I think it's actually a, a fantastic idea. Love um, loving to integrate both you know north and south um, together and, and get those uh, get their feedback on how and what they do yeah. um, every every single day. I'm looking what, forward to the day we're all in the same building anyway. Uh, we're, right, we're, we're I heard on, that, brother. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we we do with those stamps is we want people to know our flight test family. Because that person stamping it is someone you blessed with 
the job. So right. uh, that's a big thing to us. We want to make sure any time we bring a new person on after they've gotten through their probation period, they're going to be around. They get issued, like you said, a stamp. Right. And uh, that's really, really cool that you took notice of that and that you appreciate the work. Allison's awesome. The whole flight test family down there is awesome. Yeah. And uh, it would be cool to showcase. Neat thing is, is we've all had a season in our lives of living in fulfillment and manufacturing. That's true. And I think it's made us better. I agree. It, it gives you a respect and a... Um, it really allows you to understand what they go through on a daily basis yeah. versus what we go through on a daily basis, but how you need both Amen. to interact and to com- completely make what flight test is and make it happen. We'll just go down there and like literally pull up in a windowless van, <clears throat> throw her in, bring her down, put her in the podcast. It'll be fun. You know? <laughs> she won't even know what hit she her. She won't even know. She's like, what are you guys doing? This is creepy. Allison, if you're listening, I'm sorry for the treatment, yeah. but uh, just had to happen. <laughs> we'll get Christian on too. Christian yeah. and Allison. Yeah, there Christian you go. Knows, yeah. We'll, we'll, pop, we'll pop them up here. Yeah, I like uh, that. We'll get some people on and, uh, and, and hang out with them. Uh, next one, we got, uh, I'm going to butcher this one for sure, Ansem... Stell, something of that nature. Stell, 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 Stell. Stell. Uh, it says, "Hey, FT, you fine folks, riddle me this. I am transitioning from three-channel bank and yank to four-channel aileron, elevator, and rudder. I am still only using ailerons and elevator. I can't seem to get the rudder trained to my left thumb. So, what maneuvers should I practice? Where is the rudder of advantage? Should I start 3D?" And what is it all about? Well, keep on inspiring people. Thanks for your question, uh, that Anselm. Is, that's such an awesome question. It really yeah. is because I, I even when I started here, I had the same, I had the same yeah. issue. And, and to be honest with you, at times still have the issue because I don't yeah. fly planes as nearly as much as I like. Yeah. Uh, but yes. So what, what do you think, Josh? Give okay. us some insight in, into that uh, into that realm. Cool. Well, going from the uh, three channel bank and yank, he's talking about probably like a flying wing or or a faster airplane mm-hmm. where it doesn't have to use yaw. Uh, what the rudder gives you is yaw control. So if you imagine you're flat as a pancake and you hit the rudder, you're not going to tip a wing. You're going to move your nose to the left and the right and skid around. Uh, if you watch a quad, it's very, very easy mm-hmm. to kind of see what yaw does on it. Um, what the benefit is is to give you something called a coordinated turn. A lot of different planes, if you give aileron, you'll get something called adverse yaw. And that's where the difference of drag going over the lifting aileron is actually going to pull the nose the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. My apologies. The, the drag on the dropping aileron will pull it. So your nose will actually jack up into the direction that you don't want to turn. I said it wrong again. It is a lifting aileron. I was right. You know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Gut instinct, dude, right? Dude, yeah, go I was on a roll. I'm like, wow, I'm really <laughs> rattling off this information. See, we all stumble. Long story short, <laughs> if you bank left, your nose is going to kind of pitch up and right. And that's what adverse yaw basically is. Mm-hmm. Rudder overrides that. So it's called doing a coordinated turn. And the easiest way to learn how to go into four channel and fly smooth is imagine both your sticks uh, sticking up, and when you push aileron, imagine there's a defined line between those, a defined distance. Keep that distance equal. So mm. just keep your thumbs parallel to each other as you move back and forth. Mm. Uh, I used to go as far as to put like a rubber band between the two. <laughs> so you'd pull wow. on one, and then the other one would kind of move for you. Problem is, is if you get in like a panicky situation, it, it, it's not really a training <laughs> <Yeah>. tool. It's <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> the rubber band um, goes crazy. <laughs> but just, just imagine there's you know three inches before here. When I move my aileron over, I'm going to move my thumbs parallel to each other. And that's going to give you a nice coordinated turn. Um, where the 3D aerobatics comes in is, say you turn your plane on the side and you want to do a knife edge. Mm-hmm. Now you're actually giving right input on your right thumb and left input on your left thumb if you're doing a knife edge uh, uh, to the left. So right. so those kind of things are, are really helpful with rudder. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Go up high. Have some fun. You know, sometimes just... Uh, compartmentalize and say these two are going to be linked together mm-hmm. now your brain will start understanding what it's doing your eyes will tell your brain hey do this again right. life is good we need to do an episode on basic aerobatics 
Basic aerobatics. I think. Yeah. I just listening to you talk there. Is just, it, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still we, trying to remember if, which way the aileron causes yeah. more drag. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you're not there with yeah. an airplane sitting yeah. in front of you. It is a rising aileron because you, you give you give your input. This goes down, and this yeah, it's a dropping aileron. It's nice. a dropping aileron. Yeah, that's it. I had to do it with my arms. You guys can't see it on the radio, but I was just literally. <laughs> but it looks like, great yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in person. I'll tell you what, he looks so, like a seagull. Yeah. I've been <laughs> talking about Kick planes. Car, you car. know, the cold weather always gives us a season of minis yep. and quads. And, quads yep. and I'm dying to, to fly. <laughs> yeah. No, and that makes sense. It's that, obviously, with, like you said, the weather and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, what FT has kind of been built upon is mm-hmm. where those. those airplane style of videos and and that's something super you're passionate yeah, about and obviously yeah. a lot of people are passionate about well, you're, you're building flight you're not programming it you know right. you can take this table and put motors on and make it fly fantastic mm-hmm. um, probably i'm saying something really provocative to a lot of people please forgive me <laughs> for that but truth is is a control board and the right power will make anything fly good someone might take you up on that offer oh my god well yeah <laughs> could you imagine people... having a flying podcast table yeah. while we're sitting in chairs flying and you making a podcast next flying right podcast yeah yeah i told chad <laughs> i want to make it fly and yeah. he, that, that's awesome yeah. What's, he put a lot of time into this so. That's yeah, beautiful. <laughs> you know what's, what's special about Plain Zone? What I love to fly fest west is people are literally taking the material, they're folding it, they're bending it, and mm. that air is making it lift. You know what I mean? It's right. going over the wings in a certain way, it's listening to the control inputs, and it's flying. And you're the one that created that. That's right. To me, that's you know assembly versus creation kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's I want people to understand that it's so rewarding to build something that flies. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah. All right, Josh, uh, next one. I think we got Chris. Cool. Uh, Chris Snipes. Uh, let's see. I would like to build a sea duck, but do not have a transmitter capable of differential thrust. How does a sea duck perform using rudders instead of differential thrust? That's a very good question. It is. Uh, first of all, don't stress about differential thrust. You can do the rudders. The rudders are fine. You're not going to flat spin. You know, you're not going to have that ability, mm. but it's going to fly like a trainer. So don't worry about differential thrust. It's not a, uh, a deal breaker with the sea duck. You've got a really great stable platform. And if you're really worried about, you know, wine everything together, just put it on one rudder. You're mm. only going to get about 25% more effectiveness if you put it on both, mm. and you're not going to have any bad tendencies. So you could literally just put one servo and, and control one rudder, leave the oh. other one fixed. You're still going to get your yaw input. Oh, wow. Nice. So, I didn't even, I didn't um, even think about so that. If you're looking for a real simple setup, that way you're not using two servos right. and wine it together yeah. and doing mixes, obviously, if you have to do that, you might, you'd be able to do differential thrust. Mm-hmm. So don't stress. Build it. Have fun. Yep, for sure. All right. Next one. We got Kevin J. DeVore. Is there a way to get sponsored by Flight Test? I would love to represent the group at flying events here on the West Coast. Hmm, uh, Josh, awesome. I believe that would be directed <laughs> to you again. Boy, you know what's funny? We never, we never like, we, we kind of view our community as our sponsored pilots. Yeah. You know, what they create, what they do, the way they promote the hobby. Um, you know, I know in quad racing, there's sponsored pilots popping out of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's with racing and everything. Uh, one thing we, we loved to sponsor was like Kevin uh, Teschner. Mm. He was building some monster projects, so we sent him a free foam board. Right. Uh, we've done that with Andres Liu. Uh, we've done this with other people. I think there's definitely going to be programs in the future where we sponsor. Um, one thing that we started about a year and a half ago is called something called FT Groups. Mm-hmm. And instead of sponsoring a specific, let me say this right, instead of sponsoring a specific person, there you go. You know, <laughs> with a very incredible skill set to fly and and and, uh, and uh, to do you know do flight. Um, what we wanted to do is, is actually sponsor the activity that Flight brings. Mm, so there's right. something called ftgroups.com. Right. And that's where people can actually network with other people and connect, build a flying group of their own, fly, get people in the hobby, and build relationships. 
that's what we want to sponsor. So imagine this. You're an FT group. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You start getting your friends in there. You guys form a group. This isn't like a Facebook chat page. This is actually a way for people to be able to locate you, learn to fly, you can communicate internally, say, hey, let's do a build night at Chad's house. And then the next time, let's, let's go fly at the field. And you can communicate through this media. Mm-hmm. But then you also get to post all your videos. And then people said, wow, I'm 20 minutes from you. Can I join your group? And you're like, yes, you can join my group. Those groups that build up and that really have the spirit of flight test, we don't want to just sponsor them. We want to give them free stuff. We don't want to just nice. say, hey, look at this group. We want to send them beta kits. You know, yeah. We talked in the past about beta builders. We have 13 people. I would love to see groups. Instead of using the beta builders, which we will always use, I want to send 20 kits to this one group. Have mm-hmm. them build it. Have them have a build night, fly night pizza, yeah. record it, send us the footage, and guess what? Now they're part of the episode. Yeah. So um, that's really where my heart is and, and uh, where I'd like to see sponsorships because – there's amazing people with amazing talents. It doesn't mean they're going to inspire people. This this person right now, I'm sure they would. But, you yeah. know, they have the heart of flight test. Yeah. But right. that's kind of where my heart is. I don't want to just focus on one person and their skill set because you're almost putting a competitive mentality then. i got to stay the best so I stay sponsored. Yeah. No, we want people that are, are completely committed and dedicated to the idea of, I want to get more people in the hobby. Mm-hmm. I want to impact people in a positive way. Right. Those are the people we want to we want to sponsor. For right. sure. Thanks Thanks for your question, Alex. And Yeah, yeah there's a lot, of, a lot that goes into that kind of thing. And... Obviously, when we want to make it as fun and interesting yeah. and as exciting as possible, and uh, and so you know that's that's why we look at the yeah. group situation. Mm-hmm. So, all right, next one, uh, Zach, Alex, Zach. Yes, sorry, I think that was the one that said Kevin. I not Alex. Kevin, thank you for that question. Yeah. Alex is the next yes. one. <laughs> I got I was confused. Alex Gregorius, would FT consider producing some mods done by the community to existing models? Well, we, hmm. we did it with the, uh, well, the Bloody Baron. Right, exactly. Know. That yeah. Dan Sponholtz mm-hmm. uh, has done uh, one or possibly two. Um, that. Might be Dan Sponholtz calling right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yes, Dan Sponholtz has done that for the Bloody Baron. Uh, right. You guys saw that in the episode. That was actually a funny story. That actually was my first episode that I was yes. ever uh, previewed on. And nice. it was fan- and flies fantastic. First of all, if you haven't had a Bloody Baron, you go grab mm-hmm. one because they're they're awesome. Yeah. And then you kind of they kind of modded it out a little bit to uh, the Super B, right? Yeah. It's kind of based mm-hmm. off the the Bloody Baron as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, we do do that every so often. So yeah. uh, thanks for your question. That's, that's really cool. We, we don't really join uh, go back and visit version twos very often. Mm-hmm. But what we do too is take people's feedback and apply them to future you know designs, future builds. Because if you right. think about it, everything we do has a build video that goes along with it. So yeah. when you do a vis- version two. You're doing a whole other build video. Now there's confusion. Which build do I go? I'm going right. to kill the one, but what about people building the plants from the one? It makes a mess. Mm-hmm. We're doing it now with the Mustang and the Spit, but um, and we've done it with the uh, the Baby Blender. But now moving forward, what I'd much rather do is say, hey, this person fixed a problem in a past design. We're going to implement that in a future design. Right. Nice. That's great. That's awesome. All right, next one. Uh, Zach, I believe. Josh, that's up right, to you. Zach. Hi, Zach. Um, okay, uh, will you guys ever do a fly as hard as you can video but with planes instead of quads? <laughs> that's called every episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what? So true. Chad, I don't know if you can hear me or not, so I'm going to tell you this story. Chad will paint these beautiful airplanes for us. He'll make <clears throat> right. them look incredible. And then it's almost like this moment when he's handing it to us to go out and do the episode. <laughs> he's like, say, you know, have you ever seen the Michelin Tire Man where yeah. he's like hugging the tire before he sends it on his yeah. way? I sense that with Chad because yeah. he's handing us this work of art. It's, it's no longer a foam plane. It's flying <laughs> art. And he's handing it to us, and specifically me. And he's like, bye-bye. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> You know, you're going to die soon. A tear <laughs> so, goes out his face. Yeah. Yeah. One so, single tear. And he's a great sport. He yeah. is such yeah. a great sport about that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we generally like to push things hard. Uh, 
with the weather finally cooperating and hopefully us being based more, we want to push things hard. Yeah. And uh, we got some cool new FT designs coming down the pike. I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, stress test them. Yeah. Yeah. We, we fly, we don't always fly as hard as we can with planes, but uh, you never know. You might see some of us yeah. just going harder, going on. We home. usually fly hard into each other. You yes. Know I mean, with true. the planes. 100%. I, you need to go out and knife edge the tree with a plane. Knife edge through the tree. Yeah. I'm sure that would, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to pick up some wings. Truth but. of the matter is, is I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> FPV, that's like yeah. it. Uh, we got Bill Decker. Any progress on sourcing a reliable EDF power pack and new EDF plane foam? You too. Oh, um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So we are working on sourcing now. It's it's hard to get a good reliable power plant right, for right. an EDF and. You know, our name's going to travel with this, but also your experience. And EDFs mm-hmm. aren't swappable. You know, you put that in, you build it around there, right. you have a problem. Guess what? You're cutting your bird open. It's not like sliding the power pot out. Right. So it's a, it's a stress right now. But um, Ben mm-hmm. made ben Harbor. A, an incredible A4. I said it right, A4, right? A4, yeah. So we got uh, to fly. and Skyhawk or something yep. like that? If you, if you search uh, Flight Fest West videos, you'll see it all over the place. you also hear it, which is the best part. Yeah. This thing sounds amazing. Sounds like a real plane. It does. And, and Ben was kind enough to share the plans with us. The beta builders are working with it. I'm going to be playing with it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, it's more than a Vigan in the fact that it has an airfoil. It has a really well-thought-out design. Um, we're going to try to make the build experience a little bit easier. Okay. Um, but that's really where the launch should be and on top of that he's come up with a twin edf uh what was it it's not the tiger is it maybe maybe. i I can't remember there's he's got like four or five yeah he is he's going crazy with these things but they're works of art and uh so so we are definitely still working on towards that there will be some edf jets coming out with a great build experience that's awesome um my guess is that power pack is not going to be the cheapest but it will be a good reliable efficient power pack when it happens and that's and that's what i think most people are looking for you know yeah they will from what i have seen the community and, and other people in the hobby will pay a little bit more to make sure that they're not having to cut their yeah. bird open. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So that it's more reliable. It sounds awesome. And it, the experience is good. So you're not having to retweak your motors yeah. all the time. You know? yeah. And the power pack is something we take really seriously. Like yep. the, the whole idea with the swappable was that this motor can go from one plane to the other to the other. It doesn't mean everyone has to do that. But for someone that can only afford one radio, one motor, one battery, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And a few servos. It's a great solution to it keep is. them in the air and give them multiple planes. But what that also means is they got to be able to bash that thing. They got to be able to abuse it. They got to put that thing through the ringer, mm-hmm. and it needs to live. Yep. Because if they can only afford, in, in the worst case scenario, if they can only possibly get one motor, you know that motor needs to serve them well. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared to death, frankly, of EDFs for that yeah. reason because right. there's so much that can go wrong with them, and there's so many issues. And we are actually in the near future going to be be coming out with flight test branded motors. But they're just not going to be a rebrand. They're yeah. literally going to be thought out for the beginner, the intermediate, and the advanced in mind um, for both tractor, pushing, cooling, you know, everything you can throw at it. Because mm. the Emax 2215 is still one of my favorite motors. You yeah. can do so many bad things to that motor, and it comes back for more. Yeah. So uh, we are going to revamp it, but these motors need to live for years, not just months. It's not like a quad motor where in three months you can upgrade, you know. Mm-hmm. These should live with you for a while. Right. All right, uh, next question. Great question, by the way, uh, Bill. Thanks so much. Uh, next question from uh, Samuel Phelps. Best way of transporting large planes? Mm, that's a good one. I always end up with some kind of hangar rash or damage. Any? I mean, you've probably been mm-hmm. hanging out with planes for quite some time. Um, small ones, medium-sized, large ones, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts on that as far as uh, transporting stuff? Because I know that we've had 
to deal with that in the past. Yeah. And if you don't have yeah. a trailer, you know, you're, you're in a pickle. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple different ways. He said large planes, but you can take a simple. Have you ever seen those uh, core plast coolers? Have you ever mm-hmm. seen those? Mm-hmm. You can take those, and if you have smaller planes, you can actually cut airfoils into them and and put them all nose down where the wing is saddled by that core plus. Yes. Okay. And you can oftentimes, especially if you're flying smaller planes, you can stagger the fuselages, and you can get like four in a, in a handle, hmm. and then you simply put it in your back seat, and it holds them and keeps them from falling all over the place. That's great. So that's one technique you can use. Um, for the bigger planes, on Amazon there is this elastic bungee cord you can buy, you know, 25-foot rolls. And I love that stuff. If you if you have a larger plane, most likely you may have a truck. And what you can do with this, um, even if you have a tonneau cover, is you can take a board and you can take that, that stretchy stuff and you can use that stretchy stuff either to lock down wheels or if you have your wing separate, you can you can have a little, uh, you tie a knot into mm-hmm. it and cut like a little keyhole, stretch it over the wings um, and that keeps things from rattling around. And then you literally just pull out the whole entire board right, right onto the ground oh, wow. and you station it. Um, if you look at one of our Instagram posts, I kind of did a, a, a thing like that for when we transported all those planes to, to Fly Fest West. To Fly Fest West. Right. Uh, I use Velcro on that because they're just <clears> demo <throat> models, but picture something like that where you can strap down your planes, but do it on something you can pick up and move so that way you're not like climbing over it and trying to reach yeah. awkwardly because right. then it's like, ah, oh, it's too inconvenient. I'm not going to do it. That's right. Hope that yeah, helps. And, and sometimes you see people with smaller cars, you take the wing off the top, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not assembled. You, you put it in as many parts as you can and then you transport it. Yep. Obviously, that's a super easy way. Here's a tip too. If you're carrying some big wings, the first tendency is sometimes to carry it going crosswise for you. Then you walk through the door and you break it in half. Whenever you're carrying a big wing, carry it vertical and carry it parallel to your body. Hmm. It's going to be the best chance you have at not hitting something because when you're carrying a wing, even if it's you know parallel to the ground, you don't know what you're hitting in the back yeah, of you and right. stuff like that. So carry the wing vertical just like you're walking next to a buddy and that wing is going to last longer. Really Same with your buddy. fuselage. Just pick them up, carry them vertical, and uh, you'll find yourself turning into things less. Hmm, that's, a great, that's a great option. I like that. All right, let's go. Uh, let's do one more, sir. TJ. All righty, let's see here. We have Aiden Albers. Is Flight Fest East a place where I can build especially big planes? Most definitely. Let's think about that just for a second. <laughs> it's a tough one. Hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. And know, a, encouraged. Yes, encouraged, <laughs> and, and also I feel like honestly we should start like buying flight test hat, hard hats. You know what I mean, like with logos, <laughs> right? and just just hand them out to people. That's so um, true. You know, at will because uh, yeah, big sketchy projects um, is I think where Flight Fest East yeah. is going to really shine. We had yeah. some amazing ones at Flight Fest West and some amazing scares too. Oh yeah, um, but uh, you know, Flight Fest East is basically country, and mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. if you're going to crash, it's probably going to be in a field or a hill. So right. you're good to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> good to go. <laughs> um, we're going to do something kind of fun. We love doing content around really big, sketchy builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to do is when someone makes a big, sketchy build and we're filming this, we're going to do a sketchy establishment you know, walk around where we're going to go ahead and kind of assess the design, the servos, the linkages, you know, and just kind of just kind of do a fun walk around where we can assess the design and say, okay, from what I see, this is a sketch factor of nine because A, B, and C. <laughs> uh, frankly, it's also going to be a great opportunity to keep something from possibly yeah, failing before it's Exploding into a million pieces. Yeah. Yes. And we, we love it when planes, do, you know, destroy themselves. Not when they're into people, though. Yeah. So, right. But it's going to be really cool because we're going to get to share knowledge of what we think when we do these really big projects, how we think, you know, push to pull uh, is always – or uh, pull to positive is always a really good rule of thumb, mm-hmm. how we mount our servos. Some things we skip out on, other things we were really careful. And this kind of stuff would be a really good opportunity for us to share – 
how we think and, right. and hopefully give some success. That's Love awesome. So yeah. so, yeah, thanks so much for all you guys' questions. Love it. Today, I mean, in my opinion, one of the best, uh, one of the best Q&As we've had so far. Very diverse. Opinion. Yeah, I loved it. It was yeah. fantastic. So thanks all for, yeah, for commenting um, and being a part of that Keep with us. Keep them coming, too. Yes, please do, because that's – we always enjoy – I always enjoy reading them before they come on the, the yeah. podcast, uh, sorting through all these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes my job uh, very interesting. To say the least, um, whether I comment back on the, on, on the Facebook or we comment here on on YouTube, so thanks so much for that. Uh, so we're going to transition into uh, something a little bit different than we, no- what we normally do on podcasts. Um, is actually today is going to be a little more um, new content related, okay. as it were. So kind of the new things that are coming either out on episodes, the store, different things that we're looking at for the future. Uh, so actually, one of the things is actually uh, new frames. From yeah. what I, from what I understand, there's the we're working with some other companies, yeah. also possibly doing some other special things. Doing a little bit of everything, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, we my my goal is to make the store more friendly for multi rotors. Hmm. You know, as far as we we have a good selection now, but I'd like to have as much as we can without having junk. Pretty yeah. much, you yeah. know, because now it's it, it's hard to find what you want in one store. You know, even when I was sourcing out stuff just last week, it was uh, b- between like four stores for one quad. So with that said, we're we started with frames. So Multirotor Mania is one that you know we've known for a long time, and they have a huge selection of frames. So we picked out a few that are the the better ones that they carry, and they're actually already ordered. Oh wow! So we're nice. we're going to have those soon. Uh, Armiton is another one. We we just placed an order with them. Their chameleon frame is uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a huge hit right yeah. now. It's one of their their hottest uh, products for a while, hmm. and so that's that's coming. Um, other ones we're looking at, you know, Shin Drones. He's he's huge as well. So mm-hmm. we're we're talking with them. Uh, pretty much, if there's if there's a company you'd like us to see, you know you would like us to carry, yeah, let us yeah. know because obviously the 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 industry is pretty huge, and we do a good job of keeping up with it. But at the same time, it's still kind of, you know, it gets kind of taxing sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> well, the whole vision with the store was to, to meet their needs, not yeah. to, to try to get them to buy something, but to say, man, I really wish I had this. Right. right. And uh, what we did with the planes a long time ago is we put everything together for convenience, plug and play, compatibility, you know, right. you name it. Um, the quads have never quite got there. And, and TJ, this is where you've really brought a, a new breath of fresh air because right. uh, we don't want people to be frustrated. And, yeah. you know, we are, although we carry a lot of different products now, we want people to get what they want for the reason they want, but also if they know what experience they want, we want to be able to guide them there. And, right. and you have a really good solution on how you want to walk someone through um, getting a quad yeah. and getting what they need for the quad so they don't miss out or have any frustration points. Uh, why don't you share what that is? Yeah, so so with that, it's we've I've kind of held that close to my chest so far, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're starting tomorrow with a meeting on yeah. on just that that fact. So the my, the question I wanted to answer was why would somebody want to come to flight test for multi-rotors you know yeah. what's the goal why you know why so for for me my, my passion is getting people into the hobby mm-hmm. I, I love it and, you know holding holding somebody's hand walking them through the process you know explaining why they want this part over this part how the parts work together and there's really not anything out there other than research and just time spent watching videos reading articles mm-hmm. to help somebody learn this so my goal is to have a website where they can go and, you know, <laughs> say what what type of flying style do you want to do? You know, do you want this freestyle racing? Do you want longer flight times? You know, just, just how do you want to fly? And then based on that answer 
it'll say, you know, well, we recommend a, a six inch build, you know, using this product. Or, you know, they can pick out their own motors, and then based on that motor selection, then it's going to drop down a list of ESCs that they can pick from. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, one one answer leads to the next question. Yeah. That answer leads to the next question. And when they get done with everything, they're going to have a, a quad put together that they can either click a button that says, you know, can you build this for me? Or, you know, just order it, have it all shipped to yourself, yeah. and then you're not going to be missing, you know, a power distribution board. Mm. You know, it's all going to be there, and it's going to help anybody from the beginner all the way to uh, an advanced expert you know you can click another button instead of going through each individual question you know my my goal is to have like a a big drop down list where you can pick each individual part yeah power then, user kind of like yeah, people like know what they user. want but they click, want click, click 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 yeah. and add yeah and yeah. i mean just just yeah. from us talking about it bouncing ideas back and forth to me it seems like it, it should be a really awesome feature for anybody out there yeah and so the goal with that also just to have the website we need product mm-hmm. you know because i want somebody to if they want a certain motor i want to have it mm-hmm. right i want them to be able to do that so it's it's going to take a little time to get implemented yeah. but i think once it does it's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty cool no. if, if you it, if it comes off the way i see you visioning it i mm-hmm. think it's going to be a f- as much fun of an experience building your quad as it is flying yeah mm-hmm. and that's one of the pain points so many people run into it's like how do I flash this? How do I do this? Right. You know, oh, you know, this ESC is not compatible with, with you know, beta flight or something. Mm. And yeah. and people don't understand when they pick a motor and they pick an ESC, if that ESC is not rated for that motor, guess what? You just invited not only a burned out ESC, but you've also invited a crash. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And what's that do to your ego? What's that do to your, your energy and passion for the hobby? Mm-hmm. It, it destroys it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. you know, the planes are, are, are a lot easier, in my opinion, to bring someone through because you can be like, well, what yeah. do you like to do? Well, here's a great airframe. Quads, it's all in the electronics and yeah. the gear. And guess what? Wait a month, it's going to change. Yeah. Sometimes wait a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's the industry is, is really blown up and just yeah. it's getting smaller. It's getting smaller. It's getting more high tech. It's Now, there are some certain things that are definitely getting easier to use mm-hmm. and, and easier to understand for sure. Um, but there is, there is a technical knowledge there that yeah. you definitely want to have a – a base level yeah. before you start getting super yeah. deep into things technical knowledge and skill yeah. i mean you know exactly. soldering yeah. skill is a huge part of mm-hmm. it if you have a little bit too much heat on a board you're going to fry something yeah and then that board's yeah. not going to work right right and i mean i hate to say it but sometimes even luck plays into it you know <laughs> you, you may go through a hundred flight controllers well then 101 just for some reason got damaged somewhere along the line and mm-hmm. you know now you're doing a warranty claim so it's it, it can get disheartening yeah. really quick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But the biggest thing is just take a step back, take a deep breath, and you know take it one step at a time. That's right. And you touched on one thing too is uh, is uh, the build it for you option. Yeah. Um, that's something you know with light tests we really believe that you should have that journey. You should experience the benefits of building quads. Is kind of like this little asterisk to it because yeah. quads. If you know if you're like me and you have shaky hands, some people just don't have the ability to solder well. Some right. you know if you're a younger kid or a mom wanting to get their child in there or a school. You know, mm. sometimes those things that you have to do to get a quad in the air cannot exist in your world yeah. for a little while or for a season or forever. Right. Yeah. And um, what you and Ian are working on doing and what you're currently doing with this uh, build to spec <clears throat> I think is just fantastic. Because we're not saying, here's what we fly and you need to fly it. We're saying, well, what do you want? What kind of experience right. do you want? And would you like to, us to build it for you? Yeah. And you're getting it built by people that are actually racing, you know, racing in, in quad count challenges. They know the industry. They know the technology. Yeah. And they'll tune it to the way you yeah. want. I don't want to give people my passion. I want yeah. to help them find theirs. That's right. perfect. Okay. That's fantastic. Sounds great. So if we want to stay on frames for a second. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not everything out there is what we want 
to fly. Yeah. So that's kind of what we've been doing. So Alex does amazing with aerials. I mean, his aerial footage, you know, I, I, I'm a good pilot, but just watching him chase a plane and how he can get up there like and an artist. read yeah. the serial number on the side of it. I mean, <laughs> the dude is amazing. So but true. With that said, I want, I want him to have that experience, but to have the flight time that he can stay in the air with the plane the entire time. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing out there that's, it, it gives me the platform that I need with the flight time and everything. So, you know, the, the first frame that I'm working on is something that kind of answers all those questions hmm. and we're not going to stop there. So last week we had talked about, you know, trying to introduce maybe one frame a month mm-hmm. and it's not really to bring something different out because why broke it if it's you know yeah. or why fix it if it's yeah you get what i'm saying yeah so if it ain't broke don't fix it there that's we go it that's Got what it. i'm looking for so <laughs> i mean really it's pieces of carbon fiber put together to achieve a goal mm-hmm. and that's what we want and everybody here at the shops kind of had input you know we we come together we make some ideas and then we see what happens mm-hmm. and it just makes another another pretty cool avenue. So yeah, those, those will be coming out pretty soon as I'm well. I'm looking forward to those. Those that yeah. sounds really cool. And and I love yeah. that you have attacked a problem yeah. um and using your knowledge to then attack it mm-hmm. and to find a solution. Yeah. Which is kind of what Flight Test yeah. asks the community to do, um, on the forums, um, in the hobby, you know, at any at any point in time in their either F T or hobby experience or their journey, go and find the information attack the problem, find a solution, and learn from it. Because like we talk about all the time, if you buy something and it's just it's just a ready-to-fly thing, sometimes you don't get that full experience. Yeah. Sometimes you need mm-hmm. to build it. And yeah. sometimes you need to figure out and have some crashes or whatever to put some more hot tape and, or hot glue and tape mm-hmm. on yeah. to learn some different things about your airplane, your airfoil, whatever it may be. So right. I, love that, I love that you're ta- attacking in that way. And it's really cool to see that you the way you've grown here at the flight test yeah. kind of headquarters yeah. but also what you bring to the table and how you've actually allowed all of us to flourish in it's that, been a in very that, short but amazing ride so far <laughs> well mm. if, if anyone wants to know why tj is part of the flight test family <laughs> you've heard it just now uh, it, boom. his heart his passion this has been unwavering from the day we met him and uh yeah he's definitely blessed us in a powerful way we hope we can get your uh, your other half too ian yeah, uh, on on the show too to uh, talk. He was actually in the previous podcast. Yes, yeah. actually, he's been on with uh, him and Jordan were on. Yep. We did a little uh, employee showcase, as go. it were. So it's been fantastic. <laughs> so, he did really well. Uh, the flight test family is growing, and this is kind of speaking to one reason why we talk a lot about the store, a lot of talk about different initiatives and STEM. Um, we love seeing the family grow, and mm-hmm. also we love seeing people from the community that were passionate in the community, and we love employing them. Mm-hmm. So my goal personally, leading the company, is to see this company grow without changing our values or our mission right. um, and our vision, but also to grow it in a way that people from the community can can also get the opportunity to work within a, a company right. that they've helped support. So yep. uh, I, I see this dream coming true now, and it honestly makes me emotional because we're up to uh, 21 employees full-time. That's awesome. So that's you guys amazing. have blessed 21 people with jobs, and that's, that's through right. the store, that's through sponsorships, and uh, we can't thank you enough because you know that's 21 families, not 21 individuals. Yeah, that's so true. That you've uh, you've given work to, and, and hopefully we can hire many more people from the community as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And uh, those new initiatives will be announced when when it happens. But yeah. 
those dreams we talked about for years now, I feel like, are just around the corner. Uh, so be- true. Before we go off of frames, yeah. um, there's something I'm really obsessed with, and that's the gremlins. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm happy today we're supposed to get our next batch of gremlins out. Ooh, so nice. uh, they should be in today, early tomorrow, and also we're going to be introducing some new frames. Yes. Uh, Andres Liu, if you guys remember Andres, he is the uh, <clears throat> awesome gentleman that built that monster P-38. Mm-hmm. He's also one of the most amazing pilots, yeah. both fixed wing and multi-rotor I've ever seen. Um, we challenged him to design a frame, and in two days he came back with this <laughs> incredibly well thought out, yeah. beautifully artistic and well flying frame. Uh, we're even going to have it made in carbon fiber soon, but uh, that frame will be released next along with this next batch coming out. Nice. So wow. if you're waiting for a gremlin, uh, there's going to be even more variety, and, and as more community members design great frames, we're going to pick those and uh, reward sure them isn't. and put them in our store and also give the free downloadable plans. That's yeah. fantastic. So keep them coming, guys. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I, I see it every day, actually, on the, on the forums. I see different people putting up new mm. 3D-printed uh, frames and attacking different problems and all this stuff. So cool. It's fantastic. Awesome. They're using 1104 motors, using different motors. I mean, it, it go, it's crazy. There's like yeah. 300 and some odd posts right That's now. That's awesome. It's like it. so cool. 100, 100 bunches of pages. I love watching it. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. You guys do yeah. such a great job. Uh, so next to the list, actually, is uh, this little guy right behind me. Uh, if you can't see because you're not watching on the yeah. YouTube, uh, we have the Strix Strata Surfer. Yes. And we actually got to go out uh, yesterday mm-hmm. and go down to Malvern and fly these. Uh, not they're not so little, but these little guys they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> One point five meters. Right. They're they're so. fairly large. Yeah. And uh, the the cool thing is it reminds me of essentially the Bixler. Yeah, uh, which is which is obviously and near it, and dear to your and heart. It should yeah, yeah. So My it's really cool. Wing. Yeah, was a Bixler. Really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So I mean, from what I could see from afar while we were down there, it looks like they fly fantastic. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, we uh, we got the the Strix in to evaluate, and uh, it's like they well, first of all, major kudos to ReadyMade RC because mm. if you read the first paragraph of their description. They own it, man. They acknowledge the fact that the Sky Surfer was kind of like the Sky Surfer and, frankly, the Easy Star. They were the two planes that came into the industry years and years and years ago mm. that everyone just immediately jumped in the hobby, got in the hobby, had a great experience, but also started modifying like crazy and sharing their knowledge. And uh, from that, you know, great planes like the Bixler, Bixler 1.1, the 2, the 3, um, and, uh, and other renditions of the, of the Sky Surfer have come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave immediate praise right off the bat to the Sky Surfer and acknowledged that, but also showed all the different modifications that people want to do. They already did it for yeah, you. Right. And uh, their fuselage, I was a little hesitant. Like, one reason we wanted to evaluate this was like, that's a plastic fuselage. Yeah, yeah right. Although, like, you're thinking, wow, that won't split in half when you nose it in real hard, like most of the planes do. Most of them are two foam halves and they're glued in the middle. Right. Yeah. So, after a couple landings, it looks like it has, like, a. Like lips, you know. <laughs> it, it, it just it has this really awkward thing, and then eventually you smash it so many times, you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna cut it off and put a GoPro or a session in there, yeah, right. because it, there's nothing left. Right. This thing's plastic, uh, but the cool thing is, is with that open cavity, they have uh, room for anywhere from a three thousand to an eight thousand milliamp yeah. battery. They have hardwood mounts in there that are also sealed down with foam in between, mm-hmm. so you can uh, you can hard mount your electronics. It has a, a raised platform for a uh, uh, control board right over the CG, but also as you go back towards the tail, since it's all hollowed out, you have a, a little porthole with two screws that you can put your VTX back there, or you can put a GPS. Wow. This thing is made to get people in the hobby, but also you don't have to just cut it apart and hack mm-hmm. it apart. 
you literally just, you know, grow with it. It's been thought out. It's been so yeah. well thought out. The wind cord's about 20 millimeters thicker, and I, it sounds like a goofy thing to bring up, but I was carrying 5,000 milliamps in it, and I was still gliding around with no problems. Yeah. Great penetration through the wind with 5,000 milliamps in the nose. Wow. And that's with GoPros and all that stuff hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the it, it's it's a slippery machine. Uh, they give you the ability to add optional flaps. Wow. Um, short Linko Linko connections. Short, <laughs> Linko. Short linkages um, gives you a nice positive control feel, mm-hmm. and the tail is about maybe 30, 40% bigger. Uh-huh. Um, so, although it's uh, proportion nice, it does uh, have great control authority, which was one thing that was lacking with the early Multiplex Easy Star. You'd sit on the rudder for about two days and then it'd start turning. And that was great for <laughs> beginners, mm, right. but bad for people wanting to whip it around. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, hats off to, to, to Strix and yeah. uh, Ready Made RC for the Strata Surfer. I love this thing. Yeah. And it's going to be around for a while. I think the build experience is great, too. I mean, it went to root, went yeah. together really easy. All yeah. the screw holes mounted up. Yep. The, the tail's held on by one screw. Yep. Wow. Uh, but it's mounted inside the plastic a yep. little bit, so it's really solid. You know, the wings are held on by four screws. Yeah. Motor, if you want to replace your motor, one screw comes out mm-hmm. and you replace it. I mean, it's a really... It's a really good bird. Simple and build. Alex laughed at me. He said, man, you like everything. Well, I mean, it's, I'm not hard to please. If it flies, <laughs> good. Yeah. If it could take a hit, I'm pretty much sold. Right. <laughs> right. And I like how we talked about it earlier with the frames. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. And yeah. it's kind of similar to what they've done here with the yeah. Strix yeah. uh, Stratosurfer. It's always been a good plane. Mm-hmm. It always will be a good plane. Yeah. So why not make it available in a little bit different modification to mm-hmm. where it's even better to build and it's been thought out a little bit more than it used to be maybe yeah. and re-release well, it. And if you look when the Sky Surfer and the, uh, and the uh, Easy Star and mm-hmm. for that matter the Bixler 1 mm-hmm. um, was created, FPV was a, such a niche thing. I mean you had huge transmitters. You know you had to modify but right. there's, there's something about when you get a brand new airplane it's like yes – now I'm going to chop off the nose. You know, it's, like, it's a very awkward feeling. Right. And, um, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to yeah. be able to go back and forth. And with this here, you can you can pop off the canopy. You can put your FPV gear on it. And with a matter of minutes, you're back to a stock flying machine. So right. um, the That's reason I, I'm just loving on this so much is it, it fits everybody's need. Right. You know, even, even an advanced pilot can still roll this thing upside down, can still do rolling circles, mm-hmm. knife edges. Um, but you can throttle it back and you can cruise. And uh, these are going to be at Flight Fest East. I want to do something because at Flight Fest West, my biggest grief was there's so many people that were saying hi and said, hey, let's burn a battery. I want to fly with everybody. So I'm hoping for Flight Fest East there's a yeah. time where I can take a couple hours. I just want to buddy box people with this. Yeah, you know, that's, a great, that's a great option. So we have two of them. If we can keep them in one piece, yeah. we can uh, – we can have a buddy box party and, and hopefully get pieces. Some people and, and I think that they're, uh, you know, Ready Made RC obviously has them. I think we have them on our store as well. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. I'm not sure if we have them or not. I think they're there. <laughs> we, we, we sell out a lot um, yeah. with them. But, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to also, knowing that people will probably be buying this for their first plane, um, we're going to go ahead and get everything that would be the best fit, you know, to get mm. you in there in a good way. And then we'll uh, we'll also uh, get FPV, you know, great beginner FPV that they can grow with. Right. Uh, you mentioned earlier with like the technology, forward compatibility and backwards compatibility. You need to have your ear to the ground to really know what's coming down the line. Right. To know that this camera you're suggesting here will make it for another six months. You can pick a camera that's at the end of a life cycle, and you know you're stuck. It's yeah. really really great until you want to upgrade. Mm. With what we want to do is we want to make sure whatever we're putting on our store is something that people can live with for a lot longer if they choose because. Oftentimes they get tired of it. And you know what they do? They give it away, or yeah. they get someone else in the hobby, right. and, and that becomes their plane. So it needs to live longer than than a typical, 
aircraft. Yeah, that's that's very true. I'm 100%. sorry, I talk a lot, today. dude. You I know, don't what, mean to be that th- guy. That's, that's what good. that's what makes you you, Josh. Oh, yeah. And and we love that because I never you. shut up. <laughs> no, I mean we we love we love all the intricate details yeah. that you that you uh, delve into and oh, and 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 pour out your soul on every single oh, situation. You, um, it's fantastic. So um, actually, so what we're so we'll transition yeah. out of out of that into kind of like the the final point of uh, of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, really, and and I always like to do this. Because it's something that the podcast was actually started for was these community showcase yeah. kind of things, um, and this one that we're going to be talking about today uh, it comes from Archer. I think it's Archicopters. Uh, I think if I mispronounce uh, that, uh, just shoot me a little link or an email or something, uh, and I'll I'll edit that out or whatnot. But anyways, uh, so this guy uh, is on our uh, articles page. Um, he did an awesome article about five drone hacks, and so. The biggest reason why I wanted to, to, to showcase this is that anybody essentially can do any one of these these little hacks, and it really just makes your life just that much easier, mm-hmm. right? So just it allows you to be more organized, have a little bit more fun, uh, be a little more intricate, and a little bit more personalized, which is really cool. So one of the big things that he was talking about in the beginning, he's, a, he's got a video, so you can go check that out is that he cut his propellers. So he had like these five-inch propellers, and obviously, as we know, things are getting smaller mm-hmm. and smaller and smaller. And you look at the Gremlins, they're super small. What is this? Was two-inch props? 2.34 inches. 2.34? Something like that? Yeah. Something crazy, something crazy small. So needless to say, if you have all these five-inch props and you can't use them because you're just you wanting to go smaller and you want to fly indoors or whatever, he's got this little um, 3D-printed Dremel tool insert. So you put this little thing on top, you put the propeller on there, and then you just... Spin it around and it cuts all the props like like a tri blade essentially, yeah. all the same length, nice. which is really cool. It's a three D printed part that you put on top of a Dremel tool. Super simple. Every anybody can do it, which is really cool. Then after you cut your propellers, he takes this thing, he just takes a rubber band, slides it through all the propellers, wraps it around. Now you got like 10, 15, 20 propellers, same color or by size or by whatever. Pop them on. Use a rubber band. Everybody's got rubber bands. Right, yeah. so put them all in order, so that now when you go to the flying field, there's no issues. You have all your props, you have all the sizes you want, and they're all in order. They're not in mixed bags or ones missing a prop. Yada yada yada. Right, so something super easy. Um, and then obviously another thing with props, which I think actually we've done at the shop as well. Um, we used to, I don't know if TJ you showed me yeah. or whatnot, but um, and you can kind of talk about this point um, about protecting your ESCs mm-hmm. with pieces of broken prop right i mean essentially yeah that's what we did uh, actually my first ever build was the ft210 mm-hmm. and right. that's what we did it with was uh just cut off you know especially durable props nowadays mm-hmm. they're hard to break anyway so you just take the propeller put it on the ese and then mm-hmm. a little bit of black tape uh if you have 3d printer there's a lot of options out there now just where right yeah with cages uh, what have you, where they're printing it out, putting it on the ESCs. But, yeah, that is that is one thing. With these new durable propellers, when you crash, they have a tendency to bend instead of break. Mm-hmm. And when they bend, they can bend down. Most ESCs are on the arms, and all it takes is one good prop strike, and you're going to knock you know, a, a, a FET or something off your ESCs. Mm-hmm. And so just by protecting them, you're you know adding a little bit of weight but also saving a lot of headache and possibly some money. All right. Which is really nice because I know that I right now I just looked at my quad and I was doing some modifications to it and tweaking it and there are a couple slices in each of the heat shrink on yeah. every single yeah. every single one after I crash. Um, luckily, I haven't had anything insert into it and break it, but 
It's been a really good quad. My FT210, actually. That's what that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah. So, that's yeah. an easy thing that anybody can do. Uh, uh, fourthly, uh, you can put your name. I didn't know this, but you mm-hmm. can put your name on the FPV camera. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing you've probably done that in the yeah. past. Uh, some races actually require it. You know, oh, wow. Yeah. The uh, the Nationals I went to last year did. They, anybody that had an FPV camera, they, you had to have your pilot name or your name in the bottom corner. And then that way... While the DVRs are going and you had spectators, they could see who it is. But oh, wow. mostly for, you know, being able to go back and check the the camera feeds if there was an issue during the race. But with that said, if you're flying with four or five people and you have people watching, they can just go through the channels and see see who they're watching. Who? I mean, it's right. a really yeah, it's a really yeah. good idea, and also helps for you know DVR footage things like that down yeah. the road as well. Hundred percent. And then the, the last one. So this is the fifth one. So uh, he says, remove the SMA. So, and I didn't really understand what that meant because I'm, frankly, I'm fairly new to the hobby just in general because I only started when I started working here. Um, but like you can take those uh, antennas that are on your transmitter or on mm-hmm. uh, whatever, and you can pop off the plastic and essentially do some modification to put it on whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the way the, from, from what I understand he's done is, uh, the same, same thing I've done a while back is when I broke my antenna. You know, I ended up ripping the SMA connector off of it. Right. Instead of throwing it away, I just, you know, strip it out, get the ground and the positive, and then do the same thing on the VTX. And just hard do, solder. Yeah, exactly. just, just hard solder the antenna to the VTX. It's not something I would recommend everybody do, mm-hmm. especially because the SMA connector on the VTXs usually are kind of difficult to remove. Right. But it is an option if you have a broken vtx and or a broken antenna mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's one of those things that it's a little bit more intricate yeah um so those first kind of those first kind of four are like anybody can do let's do this uh the fifth one is more like obviously if you have some more technical knowledge and you can solder and you're not worried too much about that pop that on and you right. can you can you can reuse different things like we always do here at ft yep. you know broken things we can turn into things that mm-hmm. work for other things so and that's why i wanted to showcase that because that is something that we here at ft live by always we, mm. we love hacks we love taking things that aren't working and putting them into things that do work and making a, a hodgepodge module of something or whatever it may be airplane um, tiny whoop right Ooh, I, like <laughs> I like that, that. <laughs> I like that a lot so, so first of all uh, Archicopters thanks so much for uh, your article thanks so much for inspiring other people and allowing other people and sharing with other people that your different options that you can do to make your life a little bit more simple yeah. Uh, so, so that being said, obviously we've had a lot of good questions, a lot of good topics. We actually didn't even reach all the topics today, um, which is totally fine with me because that means that we've obviously covered them, and also we, we're passionate about them. Yeah, and we want people yeah. to know all the intricacies mm-hmm. of, of everything that we talk about, not just skip over them and, and do what we need to do. Um, so, first and foremost, thanks so much for listening and for watching, um, because obviously if you weren't there, we wouldn't be here. Right, so that's, that's kind of how that's like kind of that. how it is. Uh, secondly, thanks Josh uh, Thank and TJ for being on the podcast today. Really, appreciate really it, appreciate it. And we're, we're we'll hit some more of these uh, these different uh, things later, probably in some different podcasts. We'll throw them in some areas because there are some uh, key things that I'd like to touch on at some point in time. Um, but yes, thanks so much, guys, for for being on here, and thanks, thanks so much for, for watching. Again, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please uh, think about doing so. Yeah, uh, because we always love that. Um, like the video. Uh, also hit that notification button because that'll let you know when all our other content comes out because obviously we don't just do podcasts do episodes do vlogs do full-scale content so be on the lookout for all that kind of stuff and uh thanks for watching and we will see you guys next time bye guys